It's time for the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Danner Hoops with you Friday afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Joined by several coaches around Marquette County over the next hour to discuss their teams. And we start with Westwood girls basketball coach Kurt Corcoran. His team will play for a district title tonight against the Gwynn Model Towners. Coach, going back and recapping your week, two really dominant wins over two really good teams. You never trailed in either of those games, led wire to wire. Tell me about your team's efforts two games into the postseason. Well, I thought we were really focused. We've been really focused all season long. Um, and, and, you know, we it's, 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 it's easy to stay focused when you know you've got to play Nagani and Barker-Harris uh, in, in, in a matter of three days. So um, the girls, you know, we, we get in, we have our film sessions, uh, we, we drop our game plans, um, things, talk about things we, we like to do, things that we need to um, prepare for. And, um, you know, these, these girls have been, it's, they've been focused for, for years, to be honest with you. I mean, they put in so much work. Um, you know, I was talking to Tessa just about, um, about everything. And, and she's like, I just can't imagine losing, you know, she goes, coach, she goes, we've put in so much time. Um, she goes, it would be, she goes, I will be just absolutely devastated if we were to lose. And, um, it's just it just goes back to all the all the um, summer um, 8 a.m. workouts that we do with with advantage and all the open gyms and all all the time in the gym. It's um, these girls have been focused for a really long time, so it's it's not like it's not like it's pulling teeth to get them to pay attention. They all we all got one goal in mind, and um, and so if, in, in that regard, uh, these girls are pretty easy to coach. Well, Coach, going back to Monday night, a 49-37 win over Nagani to open the tournament. Really high emotional game. Uh, the place was packed about 30 minutes before tip. It was standing room only and had a great atmosphere for it. Your team came out, shot the ball really well, raced out to a 9-2 lead to start. And Nagani's a good team. They hung around there, and they made you earn it, but your team comes away with a really nice win to open the postseason. Yeah, I was. I was very emotional that uh, in the in the pregame. Um, it was it was just it was nerve wracking. It was like I was playing again, and um, you know I'm not shy to to hide that. That's um, I guess I'm I'm kind of an emotional coach at times, um, and I was I was absolutely exhausted. I joked I'd gotten to the gym about three hours early because I couldn't stand sitting at home anymore trying to pretend like I was busy. I mean, I, I could only fill out my my scorebook uh, so many times and rewrite my play sheet so many times uh, before you drive yourself crazy. So um, it, it was it felt great. It felt great to get that win against Nagani. You know, we, we beat them three out of the last four times, and that has been Nagani has been just a powerhouse in the UP for for many years now. So to uh, to have turned that corner and kind of have their number lately uh, feels feels really good. Um, I know the girls were nervous. Um, I they might not admit it to everybody, but um, there was just a, a sense of urgency and a little bit of sense of panic. I, I think you know. I mean, if we're being honest, um, and just. So, so coming out to that that lead, that nine two lead, um, was was huge. It calmed everybody's nerves, and, and I think it allowed us to play a little bit looser and, and better going forward. 
Well, Coach, you got out to a 9-2 lead on Bark River Harris in your district semifinal. Never trail against them, led by as many as 25 throughout the night. And they're a good team, and they rely on their press to get them uh, to where they were this season, their 18-3 and record. And you really took that away from them. You addressed the press break prior to the game and executed it really well, and they just didn't get those points off turnovers they're so reliant on. Yeah, well, you don't win 18 games by, by chance. Right, um, that's a very good basketball team, and we were we were able to jump out on them like like we have uh, so many other teams, and um, it's just, again it lets us play a little bit looser, and um, but I'll, I'll tell you I, I, I can I can see why they won 18 games. They are they're relentless with their pressure. Um, the uh, standard at the top of the press is just she's just an animal. She never quits. She never dies, and um, just when you would think that the double team stopped coming, there, here it comes again. So it's like <laughs> it was, uh, it's like we're a, a, a big buck sitting out in the woods uh, during hunting season. You know, you're just you're always you're always uh, waiting for a double team to come. And um, even even when we were up, uh, I think it was like 50 to 25 at one point in time. Um, they just kept coming, and we were beating our press, right? Like, we were beating our press for layups, and they just kept coming and kept coming. And I think um, that, that that never-say-die attitude just it wears on you mentally, uh, especially when you're a guard. And, um, you know, I thought we did. We come, we come a little bit unglued in the last quarter, um, kind of just waiting for them to pull the press off, and they, and they never did, which led to a couple of just, sloppy turnovers and some sloppy play and I thought we rushed a few shots there um, where we should have probably made an extra pass to get the wide open shot um, but again that's that's by design that's what they that's what they've been doing to teams all season long we were just lucky enough to have a 25 point lead uh, at one point in the fourth quarter to, to cushion that well, coach now you turn your attention to Gwyn and you play for a district title later tonight, a team that you beat twice already, once by 10 and the other time by 23. Last time you were in that gym, you clinched a conference championship. Tonight, you go for a district title. Tell me about the model towners. You've seen them twice already. What do you expect from them the third time around? Well, I expect them to come out come out firing. Um, you know, in, in the... Uh, the way that this game is going to be played out right there we're they're going to be the underdog and they've got nothing to lose and there's no pressure they're at home um coach olsen wants to extend his season another game so they're 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 probably going to be loose um you know all the pressure is on us and um they're going to know they ben, ben olsen does a fantastic job over in glenn he gets those girls to play hard uh he's going to have a, a great scouting report on us and uh, we're just we're gonna have to execute like like we always do. You know, we're nothing nothing special. We just have to. Sometimes you just gotta roll the ball out and let the girls play. And um, you know, I think again is rather than focusing on so much of what Gwen is gonna do, uh, we'll focus on on what we do well. And um, whether I feel I feel at this point in the season, um, we've we've pretty much seen it all, right? I mean. From we've we've been we've been pressured a lot in the last, these last couple of games going back to Kingsford. Um, we've been we've seen three two zones, two three zones, one three one zones, half court.
forward. I, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine um, seeing something that we're we're not already prepared for. Um, but and again, rather than just working, worrying about that, um, we're going to go out and play our play our style of basketball. Well, Coach, I failed to mention this, but from your district semifinal, your team looked really good on the offensive glass, and that hasn't been something your team's necessarily relied on this season, but second-chance points were heavily in your favor. Offensive rebounding, you had an edge against the Broncos. What did you feel like was the difference against Spark River that maybe wasn't there for the majority of this season? Well, I, I think uh, you, might, you might be alluding to Natalie Prophet there a little bit. Um, and one of the one of the four layers that that makes us better. I mean, she she does it all. Um, I never expected her to come up and and have um, three or four double doubles in her first six games. Uh, she scores for us. She rebounds for us. And we even even against that full court press last night, we've we've got two of the best guards in the area. Um, but we relied on Natalie Prophet to catch the first inbound pass, and that says a lot. For, for Natalie and what she's able to do for us, um, she just the um, she she just adds so many layers and and makes us better and um, I'm I'm super happy to have her up. Well, Coach, Friday night, looking forward to it when you take on the Model Towners district title on the line. Appreciate the time as always. We'll talk to you then. Thanks a lot, Tanner. Kurt Corcoran, head girls basketball coach at Westwood. We'll take a timeout. More after this on ESPN UP. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven. That's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwynn girls basketball with head coach Ben Olson. His team sent to play Westwood for a district title this evening. Coach, what a fantastic game for your program on Wednesday night. You trailed for most of the game. Mishpeming, to their credit, got out to a hot start. Your team showed no quit, fought, got back into it, forced overtime, and then wins it at the buzzer. What a spectacular game for your team. Yeah, there, it was a roller coaster of uh, emotions and rides, that's for sure. Uh, we they were up as many as 11 in the first half. We cut it to two. By halftime, they jumped up. I think they had it up to eight again in the second half, and we just kept battling back. Many, Several girls made some critical, crucial shots. Marissa Delmont banked one in um, late fourth quarter to tie us, something that we, you know, it's one of those things in those kind of games where you keep fighting back, you keep fighting back. If you could ever tie it or get the lead, you feel like you're going to get the momentum back, and that's kind of exactly what happened for us is we finally were able to uh, tie them up, and uh, I think that kind of rode us through the end of regulation and then uh, into overtime. And then Marissa obviously banked in the game winner. So she had some, she had two critical bank shots, one to tie it um, with about a minute and a half to go, in the fourth quarter, and then obviously won to win it there at the end of uh, overtime. That wasn't the way it was drawn up, was it? No, we uh, he called the timeout with about 12 seconds left, and uh, he had played a 1-3-1 zone on us all night, but um, after timeouts he had gone man several times, 
Um, so we had drawn up a zone play, um, and then I had also drawn up a man play just in case. Um, it was a set where Marissa was supposed to set a screen at the three-point line at the top of the key and then dive down and post up. Um, unfortunately for us, though, Marissa was the one who brought the ball up the floor. Um, so, you know, we were trying to run a play where Marissa was screening, but she had the ball in her hands. And it's one of those things as a coach, you think that you, you go through everything that you need to in a huddle. And, you know, the one thing I forgot to tell them is who should be taking the ball out of bounds and who should be bringing the ball up the floor because she was the one who obviously got the ball and was bringing the ball up the floor. So it's kind of hard to run a play where she was supposed to be screening um, when she's got the ball in her hand. Um, and after that, I, I've always – it's one of those things. Uh, my philosophy at the end of game situations is to kind of let it play out because as much as we might be scrambling, you know, I also think the defense is scrambling. And sometimes, you know, when you get a, a defense in scramble mode, you know, even if you are scrambling, um, I think it come, you know it ends up working for you. So I had one time all left there under under 12 seconds. I could have used it. You know, but then you allow him to maybe set up, you know, back to his one three one, or you know, you never know exactly what they're going to do coming out of that timeout. So I kind of let it play out, and uh, fortunately for us, you know, Marissa got into the the elbow area. Um, she recognized that there wasn't much time left, and was able to get a shot up over. I believe it was Madison Pruitt, and uh, for us, for lucky for us, unfortunate for Coach Rico and the Hematites, uh, the shot went in. Well, Coach, they got off to a hot start, Ishpeming did. You mentioned they led by double digits in the first half. What happened that Ishpeming was able to get off to that hot start? Were they shooting the ball well, and how would you adjust and get yourself back into it? Well, it was, it was a couple of different things. They came out. We had been prepping for a man-to-man defense because that's how he played us the first um, two times, although I had seen on several films where he went to a 1-3-1. So we did, we did go over the 1-3-1. Um, we didn't go over the one three one as much as we went through our man-to-man stuff. Um, so I think that was a little bit of a shock in the first quarter. We had twelve first, or uh, excuse me, we had ten first quarter turnovers. Um, so you couple that with, I think they were six of eleven from the field in the first quarter, and you you know throw our ten turnovers on top of that, you know, and that's obviously a recipe for a disaster. We actually probably should have been down by more than a 13 to 7 deficit when you you know you kind of throw all those numbers together. So I give him a ton of credit. Um I know Ryan really well. I know what he does. He knows what I do. You know, and when we get in games like that, it's kind of um who makes smaller adjustments that that kind of impact the game. And and early on in the game, you know, that 1-3-1 definitely had an impact. Um I think moving on into the second half, I think our girls adjusted. I think we adjusted. You know, and we ended up scoring 51 points, which for us, you know, lately, that that's you know kind of an offensive explosion for us. So, I, I think if we were to not turn the ball over as many times as we did in that first quarter, I think you know it might have been you know a little bit different to that start of that game. But they had us playing fast, and again, a credit to him and what he was doing. They were trapping the corners, they were making us think, they were making us overreact, and and because of that, we turned it over, and then they made some shots on their end of the floor. So. You know, they really put us in a bind early. They were up at 1.21 to 10, you know, and we were able to get that lead back to 22-20 at halftime. 
Well, Ben, your team is on to the district final. You'll get to host that game against Westwood coming up later tonight. Got you twice so far this season. What does your team need to do to make the third time the charm? Well, both those games, uh, Maddie and Tessa have um, absolutely destroyed us. Uh, the first game, I believe Maddie had 25 and Tessa had 17. And then the second game, Tessa had 23 and Maddie had 17. So they kind of did a little role reversal. But, I mean, between them, they've almost scored 100 points this year against us. Um, we're obviously going to have to do something to stop them. But then, you know, you, you watch the Nagani first district game, which I have on film, and, you know, other girls step up. So it's it's not just, you know, earlier in the year, I think you maybe could have said that it was a Maddie and Tessa show. But right now I think it, it's far from that. Um, but I think priority number one and probably priority number one B is going to have to be for us to stop Maddie and Tessa. And for us, you know, that's a that's a – big thing considering we haven't been able to do it um at all this year uh we played them pretty much both times exclusively zone and a big part of the reasoning for that was because i had girls that were out or just coming back from injury so to try to avoid foul trouble and, and you know keeping certain girls on the floor we've had to go zone um i don't think that we're going to necessarily go away from that but we're also going to sprinkle in some other stuff too that i think is going to hopefully help us contain um, Maddie and Tessa so and then other than that you know we finally were able to score the basketball a little bit on Wednesday night Um, I know the second meeting we had where they beat us 49-26 you know we had one heck of a time um, shooting the basketball so um, if we can turn that around a little bit and make some shots I know the first time we played them we were able to make shots and it was a really close game entering the fourth quarter until Tessa kind of made back-to-back-to-back threes that you know i think we were up one at that point or two and you know after she made those threes they went up you know seven or eight so um i think the girls think they can play with them you know obviously it's going to take a herculean effort you know they're they're not 21 and one um by accident you know they've only lost once they obviously know how to win they obviously know what to do to get the job done but in a game like this where it's a it's a one and done and it's a winner take all kind of atmosphere you know, I've been calling this game for our girls since we've been preparing for Ishming as the bonus game. Um, and now we're at our bonus game. And I think we seriously have to take it that way. And, uh, you know, we got to give Westwood the best shot that we can give them. Coach, how's the locker room? How are they feeling as they get ready to gear up for the pass? Um, excited. You know, I think this, this Ishming game is, is a, big, um, a big weight off their back. Um, I don't think this senior group, wanted to go out in a district semifinal game, especially against a team that uh, they had beaten twice throughout the regular season. Um, and there was some nervous nervousness throughout that game um, of, you know, kind of the finality of it. And uh, that's what's great about this group, though, is I, I feel like they perform the best when their their backs are pressed up against the wall and it's kind of a do-or-die situation. Um, they could have quit, you know, down 11 early in the game. It could have been like, hey, isn't our night this isn't for us you know we had a great career let's just ride this one out but you know my my big four there mallory marissa trish and and brooke i think combined for like you know 46 of our 51 points so um if if i can get production from those four like that on a night in and night out basis i really truly believe um that we can compete and play with anyone the only problem is, is those you know we've had a lot of ups and downs but the locker room after the game is as you can imagine you know, Marissa, and, and everyone remembers the last shot. Everyone remembers Marissa making that bank shot, you know, to win it. 
Um, but it was truly a, a team effort, you know, and, and you forget about the first two points that go in. You know, those are just as critical, you know, sometimes as the last two. But our locker room was excited. I think they're excited for an opportunity to take on, you know, what I think is the best team in the UP. And uh, fortunately for us, it's at our place. And uh, we were able to win a district on our home floor four years ago, so maybe we can recapture some of that magic Friday night. Well, Coach, lastly, Mallory announced her commitment to Finlandia to continue her basketball career earlier this week. If you could, speak to her and what she brings to the table for your program. Mallory, when she is making shots, is one of the most important players on our team and on the floor. Um, her ability to stretch the basketball floor is, is one that I, I've really never had as a, as a player. Um, you know, she if she's making shots, it just puts so much stress on the defense, and then it allows kind of our slashing players, the the Marissa, the Trisha, and the Brooks, you know, to to operate in some space. Um, so that's Mallory's biggest attribute is her ability to shoot. Um, but she's come a long ways defensively. Um, she's come a long ways, you know, passing the ball and dribbling the ball. So she's grown up a lot in these last few years as a player. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for her that she wants to continue her, her playing career, and I think she's going to be a great fit up there at Finlandia. You know, and then Trish, too. Trish signed her letter of intent last Thursday to go to Bay. So I got, you know, two girls that are heading onward in their basketball careers. One's going to Finlandia, and then uh, Trish is going to go to Bay um, to, co- to play with uh, Coach Robinson. Ben Olson, head girls basketball coach at Gwynn. As always, Ben, appreciate you taking the time. All the best on Friday. We'll see you soon. Thank you for all you do, Tanner. Appreciate it. We'll take a time out. More coming up after this on ESPN-UP. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Tanner Hoops for ESPN-UP, joined by Ishpeming Hematite football coach Jeff Olson, who announced his retirement. A multitude of wins during that time, including three state titles. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time. Congrats on a great career. What made it clear that your decision was to be made now? Well, when you look at, um, you know, I've been coaching football now for 37 years, um, coaching basketball uh, almost 30 coaching track, uh, 15, you know, that's a lot of time to spend after, you know, after school's over in the off season, um, there's a grind to all of them, but then when you're doing them back to back to back, it gets to be a huge grind and it's always been a labor of love, but when it starts to be just a labor, um, you know, it's, it's, it's time to, to, to pull the plug and that's kind of what it was getting. You know, I still, I still love the competition but all the preparation and the grind that goes with it and the time um, made it kind of an easy decision. But, um, you know, we do this 365 days a year. You know, it's always on your mind 24-7. So, um, you know, I think it's time to step back a little bit and, 
and, and learn how to relax again and, um, you know, maybe just enjoy watching other people play. Coach, when you look back at your career, did you have any idea when you started out that everything that has come to fruition would be in your future? Not even close. And, um, you know, I've been very fortunate to have some great coaches coach with me, um, to great coaches mentor me as I was playing football and, and even coaching football. And um been fortunate to have some some great players you know, every year that I've been here that have really bought in and not only been great football players, but have been great uh, people outside of football. And, um, you know, those are the reasons why we're, we've been as successful as we have been. And, um, you know, never in my wildest dreams, um, you know, would I have thought this would have happened. But, uh, you know, my ultimate goal, you know, and you always have ultimate goals, was to get to the state championship game one time and, um, um, you know, to get there five times and to win three uh you know it's been it's been something pretty special coach do you have any favorite memory anything that stands out to you throughout your career that you're going to take with you always always going to be special to you well there's been a lot of great memories but um you know two of the ones that stand out has been coaching my sons and um you know having them be successful at Ishpermeen and both of them making it to the state championship game. So that's something very special because you always want your children to be successful and do good things and then to have them love what what I love to do and um, to be successful at it and to buy in and not only be great football players but great people off the field and great leaders. So, you know, being able to experience, um, you know, winning and and, and, and um you know, great happenings with them and making it to the state championship game. Those, those that's what I'm, you know, going to remember maybe the most. Well, coach, I know the Ishpeming community is happy for you. They're very grateful for all that you've done. I know they're going to miss you. Tell me about your reactions with some of the players and your assistant coaches when they found out the news. Well, I'll be honest with you. This is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, you know, and it was talk to our talk to our junior class and. Uh, give them the news because that's a great group of kids they have great potential um you know they're epitome of what Dishpermeen football is all about um you know they're great kids off the field they work extremely hard and to have to let them know that we're you know I won't be with with them this you know this coming year or next year was extremely hard and very emotional and it's been um you know emotional for me it's been an emotional last 24 hours um, with all the well wishes and the people that have reached out, and uh, you know, it's uh, you know, I knew it was going to be hard, um, and it has been, but it's something I really need to do at this time. Well, coach, I know you've maybe already answered this, but beyond the wins and the accomplishments, the trophies that you've garnered over your time. What is, what's the most special to you, the way that you've impacted your players, your family, anything from coaching outside of the results that you're always going to carry with you? Well, uh, you know, a lot of coaches will tell you this, that um, when players that have graduated and moved on with their lives and come back and, and tell you uh, that maybe you made an impact and helped them along the way somewhere, um, the young men, um, you know, that's very satisfying and you know, I've always approached this job as, yeah, we want to be successful on the field, but we want to make successful adults, you know, off the field. And, you know, 
the, the success on the field can be measured, um, but when you can't measure the success off the field until until some of these former players come back and um, you know and 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 tell you about that. So that's um, that's something special. That's something I hold dear to my heart, and I I will always remember all the, you know all those players, and um, always look forward to to talking to them and and you know after they've graduated and uh, see what they're doing in their lives. Well, do you have any plans coming up for your retirement? Uh, no, and that's why I did it. So I didn't have any, <laughs> have to have any plans. And just going to play things by ear. And, um, you know, one of the things, and it's not a, it didn't have an impact on why I retired, but um, September's Mental Health Awareness Month, and I've been at many places um, approach me about doing presentations and, for the last two years, I've had to say no because of the football season. So I'll be able to do that in September. But um, I'll also be able to go to uh, any game that I want and games, and not go to any games if I don't have to. So, um, you know, it's been a long time in, in athletics and coaching and then playing before that. So I'm just enjoying the choice of having a choice of what to do in the, in, in the fall and in the off season. Jeff Olson, the recently retired head football coach at Ishpeming High School. Congrats again, Jeff, on a fantastic career. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's switch over to one of Coach Olson's former assistants. That's current Westwood head coach Scott Sergula. Coach, I know how much Jeff means to you, but if you can, find the words to let the listeners know. I couldn't be, in my opinion, more blessed to have uh, to be, be able to coach underneath him and, and learn the game of football and uh, learn how he deals with, with kids and helps kids out. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that I model my program after. And um, and uh, people that have seen me coach and know how he coaches, um, it, uh, I, I try to model my program after what he does. And he, he's meant a lot to uh, my family, um, to myself in my career. And been talking with him, you know, um, you know, in regards to we're coaching together in the All-Star game. And um, I, I thought it was pretty neat where um, uh, I get to be the head coach and he gets to be my assistant for the All-Star game. And I said, ah, the roles are reversed now, you know. And we kind of laughed and joked about it. So we've been in contact with that and talking about the draft and things. And, um, you know, it, it came up and, it, you know, he alluded to it. And I, I knew the time was getting near, but um, it, it, you know, it's, uh, you didn't know exactly when, you know, it, uh, you just knew, you know, just by the way he was talking, it, uh, I mean, he's had a, he's had a great long storied career, really has, and, uh, I couldn't be happier for him. It, it, he knows it's the right time and, um, I'm happy for him and his family and, and, uh, he can go on and, and, uh, do other things and, and, um, spend a little more time with his family. Well, Serge, tell me about how it came to be that you first joined uh, Coach Olson's staff back in the year 2000. Sure. Uh, my A friend of mine actually um, was coaching uh, the freshman team, and um, I was trying to finish up school, uh, get my teaching degree, and um, wanted to get into coaching. And uh, I asked him, I said, uh, hey, do you remember when you guys were on the yard line and the outside linebacker uh, hit your quarterback and, and you guys fumbled and you guys were going in for the game winning score but we recovered the fumble and sealed the victory he said yeah I said I'm, I'm that guy <laughs> and uh, that's when he was I think it was his first year at uh, Ishpeming and obviously I was at Westwood 
uh, playing at the time, and and uh, I said, uh, "Can I have a job?" He said, "Sure, you're hired." <laughs> and um, you know, it didn't quite go like that, but I mean, it, it was you know, we talked about it, we joked about it, and uh, he was, you know, he was um, he was a coach that uh, um, would help you out. He he was hands off when when I first began. He really was, and. Uh, to me, it was really neat to see his system evolve over the years because when I um, started coaching, uh, you know, at Ishpeming, we were I-formation, wing. Uh, Buck Nystrom was his assistant at the time. Uh, they were ground and pound, running a little bit of option, a little bit of read, but it was ice and slant. You know, you had uh, Jamie Sunberg and all those guys, and, you know, they were uh, Casey Hares and, and Slick Lawson. And, I mean, they had some just – absolutely great great uh football players and kids come through that program and uh um he he evolved over time and to get into the shotgun stuff that he's kind of known for now uh, i I was actually a part of that to where I, i saw it happen and um it was with his son daniel and uh what happened was jurison was hurt uh, for his sophomore year, and uh, Wyatt Jerson was, and uh, we didn't quite have a tailback that year, and you know we had a fullback with Cody Prisk, and uh, we couldn't really do a lot, so we started experimenting with with Daniel as the tailback, just shotgunning it to him, and him kind of running, and uh, you know that's kind of how it evolved, and um, it started with that, and then um, you know he brought in the double wing. And, you know, I, I've seen his, his defense evolve over the years with uh, Driscoll coming in and, and showing us a few things and, and Jeff figuring things out. And, you know, that's, that's one thing, uh, you know, Jeff is, is a great coach because he listens. Uh, he listens to other people and, um, and kind of takes it all in and, uh, you know, tries to do what's best uh, to put his kids in a position to be successful. And I, I think there's, in my opinion, nobody better. Serge, do you have any favorite memory along with Jeff? Maybe it was from your time as an assistant or even coaching against him. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I think about this a lot, and I, I, I talk to, you know, our kids, you know, and, and, and one of the most surreal things in my, probably will be in my life, will be, um, you know, the, the with, with Daniel's suicide um, and then winning a state championship and the Eric Dompier story, um, it's, uh, I had a newfound admiration for him and his family uh, when that happened. And um, it's, uh, I don't know, I don't know how he, could do it. I mean, he's, he's out there now and trying to make awareness for it, and um, he uh, he's doing one heck of a job. And uh, you know, it's the, the memory that I I don't think of a play. I don't think of when we stopped them or Brionis had a big run or or uh, uh, Castriva had a big run or anything like that. I, I think of uh, when I hugged him after the game. And uh, we both broke down and uh, just sobbing. (laughs) 
having like a couple of little schoolgirls, you know, and uh, um, we did. Uh, it was uh, it was it was pretty emo. It was very emotional, and that that's what I remember. It was a uh, it was a great memory, and at the same time, it was, it was a hard memory too. It's a tough one, and uh, you know, I got a picture of it, and I got it framed it's in my basement of me. Uh, Hugging them, and that's a, that's a special moment, not only in my career but in my life. And um, you know, and there's that, that that probably sticks out the most. And you know, I tell our kids this now that you don't you don't remember holding up the trophy or holding up the number one finger when you win a state championship. What you start to reflect on is the journey, and uh, that season. Um, I may never top that in my career, that 2012 season. And it was just a, the most surreal journey in my career that I've ever been on. And um, But you remember, you know, the times on the bus, the times in the hotels, the times in practices. Um, and that, that's more important to me um, than winning a state championship. That I, I formed bonds, bonds that year. Uh, with our kids that I, I still have great relationships with them to this day. Some of them are helping me now out on my staff. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, people always ask, you know, was it hard for you to leave? And, you know, did you and Jeff have falling out? No, we, we, we didn't. Um, it was the hardest move of my career. It really was. And, uh, um, but it was time for me to try to step off Jeff's coattails and, and try to do my own thing and um, try to get a program that's uh, going uh, that, uh, that we can be year in and year out a formidable opponent. And, uh, you know, we're not there yet, but I tell you what, um, Jeff has uh, shown me the way, and I, I, think we're, I think we're on our way to trying to get this thing turned around. And, um, ironically, <laughs> Jeff has been a big part of that. Well, Coach, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you, what kind of influence was Jeff as you went out and started your own coaching career at Westwood? Well, I mean, he he has he, he's been a big influence. You know, if you know, I, I mentioned before that you know I try you got to step off his coattails at some point, and you know I can't keep riding him at Ford Field every single year, and I want to try to do something on my own, and you know, and I think maybe that's just a challenge, you know, uh, of a individual. That's a challenge to me, and. Um, uh, he's been he, he's been a big part of it, ironically, in, in that he's shown me and helped me um, uh, throughout my career. And uh, you know, Jeff's not so bitter about things where um, you know, if I call up and you know, trying to pick his brain on something, I mean, he's going to be you know, selective in his, what he says, obviously, but I mean, he's still there to help, you know? Um, and, and that's who Jeff is. I know that if I called him, um, two days ago and asked him before he even decided to retire or whatever, but I could call him and, and, and he would help you out. And I know that he's helped Dion out and, you know, other coaches in the past. And, um, that one coach that I mentioned with you, um, that I used to coach with that I started uh, coaching at Ishpeming, um, he's he was in Arizona a few years back, and uh, they actually he was at a very wealthy school district. They actually um, asked Jeff to come out 
and uh, give them a, give their uh, coaching staff a huge presentation. And he did. He went out there, and you know, but that's who he is, <laughs> um, and uh, that's why that's why he's successful. And uh, he's done a lot for the Ishpeming community. And I think I think that you know the thing that I've learned that I maybe I along with just X's and O's of football and things like that. But um, I always tell our kids that good people make good athletes. And uh, I just didn't pull that out of the air. Um, you know, Jeff has used that term before. and um, I, I wasn't a like a true believer in that. You know, you, you might say, well, why not? Of course, you know, but the kid that, um, and, and I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it that, hasn't lifted or hasn't worked out or hasn't committed, um, maybe a little bit more talented than another kid, um, you know, that's put in the work all summer and worked his butt off. He's, he's going to go with the kid that put in the time and put in the work, even if uh, it means fighting the bullet. But, you know, uh, I've learned over the years that that kid's going to be there for you. That kid's going to be there for the team, and, um, and eventually he's going to make a play. And eventually, um, hard work will overcome the talent. And, uh, you know, you see that on posters or T-shirts and things like that. But I've witnessed it. I witnessed it in the Ishpeming program. And um, that's what I'm trying to instill in our kids. And, uh, um, you know, I'm proud to say that that uh, we do. We, we have 25, 30, 35 kids uh, working out in the weight room. Uh, we've got kids that are excited about football and, it, uh, our program has volunteered in the community uh, immensely uh, since I've been here. And that, that's not due to me. That's me sending a message to our kids uh, that I was sent a message from Jeff Olson when he sent it to his kids. And uh, I learned from that. Um, you know, and, and uh, I, I think both communities now, uh, both programs uh, give back to the communities immensely. And, um, and that, that started with Jeff Olson. Coach Scott Sergela, the Westwood High School football team, former assistant to Jeff Olson. Coach, as always, appreciate you taking the time. We'll talk again here soon. All right, sounds good, Kenneth. Thanks. We'll take a timeout. More after this coming up on ESPN-UP. Crystal clear trout streams, pristine forest, and a sky so blue it hurts the eyes. We make our home in the most beautiful part of Michigan. We're Embers Credit Union. We cherish the abundance of lakes, the sound of fresh snow underfoot, waves crashing on the shore, and the crackle of an evening campfire. We also cherish the dreams and aspirations of the people who give the UP its unique character. Embers Credit Union is dedicated to fueling the passions of our members and the communities we serve. We see a world of potential in our neighbors, and we're here to provide personalized guidance, solid financial advice, and solutions to get them to the next level. What's your passion? A new home, a better vehicle, or seeing America in an RV. Together, we'll get there. Straight talk banking that matches your way of life. Let's live it up. Embers Credit Union, offices of Marquette and Nagani, and embers.org. Member NCUA, an equal housing lender. 
Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette girls basketball ahead of their district final matchup. Joined by head coach Ben Smith. Coach, back at home tonight, you get a welcome Traverse City West. You come in on a six-game winning streak already. A couple of blowout wins in the postseason. Let's go through your postseason trail this week. It started Monday, took on Alpena and Thrasham 59-24. Take me inside that game. Uh, yeah, we started out, I think, uh, on a 10-0 run. Uh, got after them pretty nicely defensively. We had great energy, um, communication. We converted our defense into offense. And it was, you know, when you're getting on a bus and driving five-plus hours or whatever, you know, you couldn't ask for a better start than that. Uh, they closed it to maybe 12-7, to 7, maybe even 12-9. to 9. And then we um, kind of regrouped and had a 24-11 lead at half and came out. Um, and continue the tone we had set uh, in the first half and kind of uh, overwhelmed them a little bit with our defense, and that made the offensive end work quite a bit better for us. Well, and you kept it going Wednesday night, taking down Traverse City Central 52-32. Same story in that game? Uh, yeah, it was def- definitely, uh, I think the score was not indicative of what the game was like most of the way through. Uh, we hit a couple threes early. Uh, Kaylee Amblad from like the same spot on the right wing, um, I think, to get us to six. Um, and then we ended up stuck on 12 points for a long time. Um, we were either up or down by one, maybe 16, 15, 15, 14, something like that. Um, kind of midway through the second quarter, and our defensive intensity wasn't the same. Um, we let them get into their spots and do things they wanted to do quite a bit better on Wednesday night than was happening on Monday. And we also were far sloppier with the ball. We couldn't kind of get the ball settled down um, as often, but we were able to um, get out to about a 9-10 to 10 point halftime lead. And then coming out of the half, we did things a little bit better where we were competing and, you know, using our effort and energy um, for good things instead of just kind of being out of position. But, um, you know, in the tournament, you always just want to leave on the plus side of the scoreboard, but it sure does feel a little bit better when you do things um, in a manner that's smooth and um, execute well, which was not the case from top to bottom, but we did our job. And after um, a long few days on the road, we got to get back on the bus and, you know, drive back home. I think we got home at about 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, and, try to get some rest for tonight's game well coach what aspect of the game fundamentally were you pleased with in the first couple of games of the postseason whether that be outside shooting free throw shooting rebounding making the extra pass and where do you want to see your team improve here as you make your run um i thought monday night uh defensively our energy was great um you know one of those things that you can say defense travels or however you want to put it you know if you're um setting the tone and basing 
the things that you're doing on a sound defensive effort. I thought we did uh, a pretty good job doing that on Monday night, especially when, you know, sometimes you got a little bit different energy and some nerves and whatever else. Come tournament time, you know, we kind of squashed that with just tremendous effort and communication. Um, wasn't quite the same, uh, like I mentioned earlier on Wednesday. Uh, we did shoot the ball pretty well. Um, I want to say it was something like 16, 17 for 21, something like that from the line. And I think we were 6 for 14. We ended up from the three-point line, which those things um, can cover up some of your ills. Um, but we definitely have to focus on um, getting stops on the defensive end and not making it a um, a decision if it's going to be a possession we guard well or not. It's going to happen every single time. And, you know, we have to buy into that top to bottom, and um, that will give us a chance to be in the game at the end. You know, if you give up too many things easily early, you're going to get in fall trouble. They're going to get comfortable, and that can't happen if you want to win games in the postseason. Well, Coach, you mentioned the nerves that come with the postseason, and it's a weird time for your seniors and upperclassmen because I know it's got to be emotional knowing it could end at any time and it could be their last week of playing basketball. And at the same point, you want to set a tone for the younger players. Has your senior class, your upperclassmen, do you feel done a good job of it? Uh, yeah, and I mean, I think part of that is what's going on this week, but I think a lot of that goes back to what they've been doing um, all season all off season um, and all their years um, on the floor and just walking through the hallways of this school. You know, your senior leadership, um, it's sometimes very evident on the floor when they communicate um, and have you um, doing things you want to do on the floor. But I think it's as important, if not more important, with the tone that they set off the court, you know, just kind of how they treat people and how uh, the responsibility they take for always being prepared um, on the floor. I think our seniors have been doing a great job of that, and hopefully that continues through tonight. You know, and again, I think with anyone, whether it be um, high school or whatever else, you kind of see the end um, in the mix. They're, you know, in the offing a little bit, and if you're as prepared as possible and you go out and play as hard as you can, you just kind of take what you get, you know, and um, there's four teams in Michigan that'll end their year on the girls' basketball side with a win, and you just hope that if you're not one of those four, um, the last night you're able to compete, you do it as well as you can as a team, as well as, well as you can as an individual, and you take pride in um, all the time and energy that you put in um, to try and be as successful as possible. Talking with Ben Smith, head girls basketball coach in Marquette. Coach, you enter tonight's district final at 19-3. and You get set to take on Traverse City West, a team that is better than the record would indicate. Tell me a little about what you know about them. Yeah, well, we played them uh, a little bit before Christmas. I think uh, ended up, we won by about 11. Uh, it was 31 all to end the third quarter. And, you know, it was nip and tuck the whole way. Um, they've got... Uh, a coach who's in his second year, uh, and I think he does a really good job. He was there years back when Patty Tabaldi was um, running the program at Traverse City West. He was an assistant, and they were very disciplined. They played really solid, smothering defense, and you basically knew what you were going to get every time you played them, and it was 
um, your butt kicked if you weren't ready to um, be there to compete. This is, like I said, a second year, and, you know, we played them in December and just watching them a little bit since then, and even then compared to when um, he took over last year, they're already doing so many of those little things that make you really hard to play against. Um, they close out on shooters. They defend the drive. They um, know how to guard the post. They rebound hard. They have good athletes. Um, they have uh, three guards that start that uh, can shoot a little bit and get to the rim. They bring in a girl off the bench who I think had two or three threes against us the first time. So they have a lot of different options. Um, you know, fortunately for us, they have to come up here um, instead of us traveling this time, which should be an advantage, but, you know, the court and the fans and stuff don't necessarily win you anything if you're not ready to come out and play hard. So, um, you know, we've been on the on the road all week, and we hopefully are regrouped and got some energy and are ready to go because no one really wants to listen to any excuses on why you lost. You know, they just hopefully can say, hey, nice job um, on your victory tonight, and then we move on to the next one. But uh, we better be ready to go. I think energy and effort and communication on the defensive end um, to start the game is imperative for us to set the tone um, for four quarters. You know, we have to take every possession one at a time, and if we compete and make them earn everything, um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to make enough plays down the stretch. Do they have a standout player or someone that they go to, one or two of those, or are they pretty balanced? Um, they are actually really balanced, you know, and they have kids that will step up on any given night, but, you know, that I think is one of the things that um, is tough to prepare for them because it's not like we can say, hey, if we limit this kid to six points, we'll win, you know, because they have a number of kids capable of, chipping in with anywhere from four to eight to ten points and you know that just can't add up from every spot and you know have us be as successful as we want so we have to play sound defensively keep the ball in front of us um uh guard at the rim without falling um contest shooters under control and then again i think as is with most cases on defense we have to end it with limiting to them limiting them to one shot and that will allow us to get up the court and try and um, finish some plays at the other end before they get their defense set, which I think is also um, a key to us being successful tonight. Ben Smith, head girls basketball coach in Marquette. His team set to welcome Traverse City West tonight for the district championship. As always, Ben, appreciate the time. All the best. We'll talk again soon. Thanks a bunch. Great talking to you. We'll talk soon. We'll take a time out. More to come on ESPN-UP. Why wait for Friday when every day is a fish fry at Big Boy Marquez? Seafood specials on now through Easter every day at Big Boy. The scrumptious Captain Sample Platter, $13.99. Five-piece Great Lakes Perch Platter, $14.49. Big Boy Fish Fry Platter, $11.49. Endless Popcorn Shrimp Platter, $14.99. Endless Clam Strip Platter, $13.99. Salmon Dinner, $11.49. Blackened Salmon Caesar, $9.99. Marquez fill up on the seafood buffet Friday night. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. 
We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Let's end the afternoon by talking a little Westwood Patriot bowling with head coach Barry Ray. His team fresh off a third place finish at the state tournament last weekend. Coach, congrats on a fantastic season. You've accomplished so much this year. First ever conference title, first ever unbeaten regular season. If you could, sum up for me what this season's been as a whole. No, well, you said most of it right there. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, just a good group of kids. They spent, uh, you know, all year round uh, staying at the lanes, staying fresh, you know. And uh, like most sports, repetition pays off. And, um, you know, for them to go undefeated and then to win the regional championship and then, like you stated, uh, finish third again uh, back-to-back years is pretty special. Well, Coach, I know it probably stung, had to be a little disappointing getting there, and, you know, the eyes set on the title, what have you, but tell me about the state tournament weekend and how it went for your team. Uh, Well, well, we do uh, teams on Friday and uh, individual singles on Saturday. Um, Friday, we came out of the gate a little uh, cold. Most of our Baker games were uh, subpar for our team especially, Um, but then when we got into the regular games, you know, we kind of came through and ended up, you know, finishing where we did. And just uh, as luck would have it, we ended up in the bracket with Bronson uh, once again. And uh, we lost to them two years in a row. Well, Coach, you had a number of individuals that did really well, including Robert Papp makes the state quarterfinals. Tell me about your team from an individual basis. Uh, Yeah, they did really well. Um, When you have four of your five starters make the state tournament when only ten come out of a region is phenomenal. I don't know of any school that's done that before, maybe Rogers City. Um, and Bob uh, Papp, he got into the uh, the tournament, as we say, made the cut line, um, but then just uh, ran into a senior, and he's only a sophomore, and, you know, that's the learning curve that happens. But to have the number of kids that are underclassmen uh, make it that far is uh, pretty exciting for our future. Well, Barry, how about the guys? What was the mindset for them before and then after the tournament? Um, They, you know, um, obviously thought they could win the state title this year. Uh, I thought they could as well. I think a little bit of it was, uh, you know, the nerves of uh, getting to, um, you know, that back-to-back position where we went up against uh, Richard. Um, and won that tournament or won that uh, quarterfinal to get to the semis. And I think it was just a little bit of that, uh, oh, no, here's the same opponent that uh, beat us last year. And I think, you know, they just tightened up a little bit. Um, But most of the ride home was about uh, getting back to the lanes and uh, finishing strong for the two senior or two will-be seniors that were with me. Coach, are you guys already focused on next season, maybe uh, continuing to look ahead and, you know, using it as motivation to go after the title again? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. We lost two seniors this year, Alex Miller and Braden Vickstrom. So, you know, somebody's got to step up, and I think, um, you know, either Dylan Baby or uh, uh, Landon Ulek can do that for us. Um, but it's just all about time in the offseason. 
Well, Coach, when does that start to kick in? When do you start planning on getting the guys back to the lanes and getting the off-season training rolling? Um, most of it they do on their own. Um, Clay has a great program at River Rock, um, you know, to get them started at a younger age of middle school. And so I kind of get the heads up on that, you know, during the uh, the summer leagues and the things that he has. And then he started some after-school um, programs, and then he also has some uh, – you know, summer leagues are geared towards the, you know, high school bowlers. So that really keeps them engaged for me. Um, so when we, you know, get to November again next year, they'll at least have, you know, rolled some games and not just starting fresh over again. Oh, Barry, tell me about what you said to the team after the tournament. How was your first address to the squad? Um, well, it was tough. Um, you know, they're very upset. They really, really uh, wanted that title. Um so I just reminded them that, uh, you know, not too many teams that I know of at, uh, at the level that they're at, meaning in the UP or Westwood, you know, has been state to state, you know, back to back, I'm sorry, to the state tournament. And, uh, you know, very proud of, of them and what they were able to accomplish. And just reminded them um, that spares matter. And that's what really was the difference in that match versus Bronson is I think they just tensed up a little bit. Well, Coach, I know it stings. I know that you really uh, had your eyes set on the title, what have you. But what I'm hoping is that you guys can look back at this season as a whole and feel really proud of what you accomplished and the trend you're starting at Westwood. Do you feel like the guys are starting to gear their minds in that direction? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, this was my ninth year of coaching. Uh, I can't believe it's already been that long. And uh, I think between, you know, the athletic department, the booster club, Mr. Bowes, um, Mr. Jackson, everyone has kind of uh, embraced the fact that Westwood has a bowling program, and it's really good. And um, between getting kids some scholarships over the years and Looking at the future, now I've got head coaches from colleges coming to watch practice, coming to watch them at regionals. Um, we're really gaining steam, and I hope that we can keep that going. Well, you've got something really special going right now as you continue to build the program and turn Westwood Bowling into a dynasty. I got a feeling I know what your answer is going to be, but what's going to be the next step? What's the next level that you want to take Westwood Bowling to? That title. Yep. That's it. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Barry Ray, head bowling coach at Westwood. As always, Barry, appreciate you taking the time. Congrats again on a great season. Thanks, Tanner. Thanks for all your help this year. That's it for us in the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Thanks for tuning in.